Welcome to the My Favorite Sister podcast. We're two 30-something sisters trying to keep in touch from across the world. That's Sarah. She's a younger one and lives in England. And that's Elizabeth. She's the older one and lives in Los Angeles. And we're here to help you procrastinate. So sit back and enjoy whatever random discussion we decide to have this week. everyone. Welcome back to the My Favorite Sister podcast. Sarah here yet again to do a little intro for this week's episode. Um, Some of you may have already listened to last week's episode, so you know that this week we're coming back for part two of our true crime recap. And in this part, I promise we actually get to talking about the true crime documentaries that we have watched during the past year, most of which we highly recommend. We may even have a little bit of a special guest, which is pretty fun and exciting, about halfway through the episode, so stay tuned for that. And after this week's episode, we are going to be taking a little bit of a season one spring break for a week or two, Um, but stay tuned because I have finally worn Elizabeth down and she has agreed to watch the first episode of Riverdale for the season two, episode one premiere. So come back for that in a few weeks and we'll finally get her opinions about Riverdale. So as they say on network TV, after the Super Bowl has run longer than expected, we join this episode of the My Favorite Sister podcast already in progress. We've sister chatted for a while now. Yeah, that's fine. Should we like, we're going to run out of time to talk about what we actually promised we would talk about so last week we previewed we we're gonna do a little true crime recap, recap. oh i almost said rundown but then we both said recap so oh. the sister mind melding across sister the internet minds. there for you so yeah so i think we're just gonna do a little i think we're just gonna talk about the ones we watched maybe in the past year and whether or not they're worth watching yeah for sure. Um, we might have a special guest, but don't want to promise that. You can cut that <laughs> if it doesn't happen. Um, okay, so let me pull up the list we put together last week. Um, I don't know if these are any particular order. I think these are just the order we thought of them when we were talking about what we should discuss. So, for our true crime recap, um, I think the first one we had on our list was, and I don't know the name, but I wrote down Murder Mormons. I think it's Murder Amongst the Mormons or something. I, I cannot so. get the name of that one for some reason. <laughs> murder Among the Mormons. Among the Mormons. We're okay, trying to make it fancy. Among amongst. We're tr- amongst. <laughs> yes. That's my fancy word. Um, and let, we'll just say that I think a lot of these we're going to talk about are Netflix-based. Yeah. Just because I know there's like a ton on HBO and stuff, but Sarah doesn't always have access to those being in the True. England so, but maybe at the end we'll talk about ones that, like, maybe we've watched that aren't on Netflix that you could check out if sure. you have that streaming service. But anyways, Murder Among the Mormons. That's the most recent one we watched in entirety as well. So what did you think of it? Um, I mean, I thought it was interesting. It wasn't anything I'd ever heard of having happened before, which I feel like a lot of the true crime documentaries and shows that we watch are things I've, like, vaguely heard of at least. Yeah. But I will say, because we had already watched that Made You Look art forgery documentary, 
like two weeks before that, just right off the bat, immediately, I was like, oh, forgery. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so it, it almost yeah. made it like predictable in a way. Uh, and it definitely just wasn't what I was, ex- what me or Jack, both of us were like, this isn't what we were expecting it to be about <laughs> at all. So I don't know. I think we should just preface, like, I don't think we're going to get too into, well, maybe we'll, I don't know, depending on what we're talking about, but I would say there probably will be some slight spoilers. I don't think we're going to dive into any crime too much, but, you know, we'll probably talk basics. But anyways, yeah, Murder Among the Mormons. I wanted to say amongst again, if I'm (laughs) being honest. I really wanted to say it. It just fits. So, yeah, I feel like the trailer for it was kind of misleading a bit. Um, But what's weird is, like, so I listened to, I think, actually, we probably should start this talk with... And Tim, Tim had mentioned this. So the name of our show is My Favorite Sister, right? So there's another podcast out there called My Favorite Murder. True. And to be honest, we did not, I mean, I listened to it, but it wasn't like we picked My Favorite Sister because of My Favorite Murder, just to make that clear. And we're not trying to be My Favorite Murder. No. <laughs> um, we just thought it was a funny name because we have, we were going back and forth. Names, names, names. Yeah. We couldn't think of a name. But it's like that joke where it's like, you're my favorite sister and it's like well i'm your only sister (laughs) exactly that's kind of how it came up and we were both like yes we like that but anyways we do realize that there is a podcast (laughs) called my favorite murder i listen to it love that pod go leave it a listen if you like true crime but anyways so a lot of times when i watch these true crime documentaries i have this like inkling in the back of my mind like have i heard this story before Mm. um because a lot of times i just listen to it like when i'm doing other things so it's like i don't you know, like, I hear the details, but it's, like, you know, not always 100% paying attention. So I had, once it started, I was like, this sounds familiar to me, but I can't really <laughs> remember any specifics. I just remembered it was about forgery. I was like, forgery. But even without that, I didn't say anything, because I wonder what for Tim. But immediately, when they say this guy's finding all these docs, you're like, mm. okay, nobody's questioning this. Yeah. He's just finding all these random documents. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But I feel like they, in the trailers, they made it seem like it was going to be a lot more, like, the Mormon church trying to cover up this thing. Mm -hmm. And it really wasn't at all. That was like a blip in the storyline. That's what we thought as well. So, I think it was kind of interesting. It was interesting. I actually wish they had gone more into the forgery aspect of it and, like, talked about all his methods and stuff. Because, like, I found that very impressive. And, I mean, he's... I agree. Insane. I mean, he's the worst but but as we were watching it it was kind of like you know and this was the 80s right so we were watching and we're like how did he learn how to you know do all these fake tricks on documents to like make them age quicker and you know trying to match the ink and all that as you say kind of the behind the scenes aspect of the actual forgeries like how did he learn how to do this it's the 80s he couldn't just google it or ask siri like where was he researching this and actually, the the library, they said, like, they, the libraries they were going to in England and stuff, one of them they went to is in Manchester. We used to go to it all the time. <laughs> well, this guy clearly seems like a narcissist, but, like, so he would probably love to, like, explain all his, like, techniques. So I don't want to, like, give him lip service, you know, or whatever. But, like, I would like to hear about mm-hmm. it. Because there was one where he said he, he was able to get a coin, like, verified by the Department of Treasury... That it was, like, real, that he had forged. So it was Crazy. just like, how is he doing this? Yeah. So I found that part to be really impressive, but the guy is, like, Terrible. the worst. Yeah. So he sucks. True. But I did find that 
the the forgery part very interesting, especially without the internet to figure out how to do some of these things. That was my thing. It's always the like, how did he, they even figure out this information but and the methodology? Fact that like, they found the oath. What was was the thing he found? Like the oath of man or something like that. Like, and he found it in, like some random bookshop in New York, and we're like, okay, Tim and I were like, sure, sure. Like, we grew up in North, like, we grew up in, like, Northern Virginia where there's, like, a bunch of old shit everywhere, and it's, like, doubtful, <laughs> doubtful that this is Yeah, isn't... this is not a, uh, national treasure situation. Yeah, so anyways. But yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's probably a story you haven't heard, so it was interesting. I would say, I would say give it a watch, but I wouldn't say it's the best true crime thing I've watched. No. I thought some of the reenactments were kind of cheesy, like, I've seen... I feel like, to me, that's kind of, like, sometimes what makes or breaks a yeah. docu- true crime documentary for me is, like, how totally. they weave in the little, you know, vignettes yeah. that they do. Which kind of somewhat similar in that it's tied to religion. Um, this week, on your recommendation last week, we started watching The Keepers, because now that's oh available on Netflix. So, good. so we're only a few episodes in, but it's just, like, so crazy. And the craziness of that is what I was kind of expecting from the yeah. murder among the Mormons. Just, yeah. it's like, you know, it's so horrific. In a not unexpected way. It's just like, ugh. No, no. So if you haven't watched it, this is an older one. It's also on Netflix called The Keepers. I would highly recommend it. Great docu-series. Mm-hmm. Super compelling. Terrible. Like, it's centered around the Catholic Church, so you can imagine. Not great. Centers around the murder of... um a teacher nun yeah sister unsolved murder unsolved murder and her students who want to try to get it solved mm-hmm. and stuff that was happening at the school so good yeah since we're only a, two or three episodes in i will say the duo of the former students that are the ladies that are kind of the main driving force behind you know the inve- current investigation and obviously they're featured heavily in the documentary series I love that their dynamic is the one she's like, I love talking to people and like getting the t- and being out there and being social. And the other one's like, I'll be in the library. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's like me <laughs> yeah. and Caroline together. We're like dynamic duo. I was just like, wow, I feel, I feel this relatable. <laughs> yeah. When we watch that one, cause it's all about like these women who like are coming together and they have like Facebook groups and they're mm-hmm. all talking to each other. And I think after Tim watched that, he's like, this is like, it's like, it's kind of amazing how women He's like, women use social media so well, like, the in a way that men would never use it, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I think that can be, like, not dangerous, but, like, dangerous to the people they're trying to, like, bring down, you know what yeah. I mean? So, and I'm like, you're right, we are awesome. But we just loved the, I think it's the second episode, uh, the one who was saying that she likes talking to people and hearing their stories and is likes being social and they were going to be talking to one of the guys who was like the first cop on the scene type thing and of course she's like they show her talking to him being really nice and then in like an interview scene she's like i'm gonna get him to tell me everything like <laughs> she, like so just like she's being so nice and social but actually she's like i'm a master manipulator bitch <laughs> yeah man i just loved it i loved it um, so that's a really good one. That's that's an older one. So if you've not watched it, mm-hmm. highly recommend for me because I've seen the whole thing. We have a, a little bit of a connection to Catholic Church drama, we but do. not we on this scale. To... So no, 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 no. We both went to Catholic high school, and neither of us are Catholic, nope. unless you've converted in the past week. Nope. Um, so we're uh, outsiders who just you know witnessed it from the outside. 
Exactly. Um, so highly recommend that one. Sue, what's next? Okay, Night Stalker. That's another recent one on Netflix about Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. I would highly recommend that one as well. I thought it was very well done. I agree. That was a very compelling watch, I think, put together very well. And I think that one, for me, was a lot about how they solved the case and the whole process of it. And that's what's interesting to me is, you know, they have this guy. It's obviously they have what's happening and they're explaining it for the first few episodes. But then they're like, okay, but here's what we had and here's what was happening and here's how we're trying to solve it just on this one clue. And then freaking Diane Feinstein, like, blows it all up. Oh, and I was just like, oh, my God, this history that I didn't know. I'm like, come on, Diane. <laughs> if it didn't make me want her out of office, even, I was just like, yeah. Diane, <laughs> get out. Like, I would like to say, if you're, like, a progressive California person, like, you are so tired of her. You're like, I appreciate the work you've done. Goodbye. But, like, you're done now. You've done your job. You outie. Like, yeah. when you tell Mitch McConnell, this is, like, a total hygiene, that was the best hearing like, I've ever been a part of. I'm like, you suck. Get out. Anyways, yeah. that's just a side tangent on mm-hmm. Diane Fancy. But, um, yeah, so super well done, as Sarah mentioned. I think a lot of times in these documentaries, the police are portrayed as these kind of, like, bumbling idiots that, like, screw everything up. Yeah. And I appreciate it in this one. It was really more from the cops, the detectives' perspectives and how they found their clues. And, like, they, you know, they really wanted to solve this. And... Like, what they were going through and yeah, how it was taking a toll on them as well. And, yeah, as Sarah mentioned, like, they had, like, one clue that they were mm-hmm. trying to, like, run down. And they had so many, like, close, like, encounters with him. So many almost. What was it? It was, like, that he went to some dentist, right? Yeah. And it's, like, yep. they were staking that out for months and months and months and then missed him, like, the next day or something like yeah. that was so crazy they had been told uh-huh. like we can't spend money on this anymore and then like the day they like took off the patrol he was like there and That's i was so literally crazy. like i bet you this guy the whole time and again like it was one of those things where like i knew somewhat about him and i was like i think this is it but like I, i'm not like well versed enough to like know everything so I'm, like, watching, and I'm, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I was, like, I bet you this guy lives downtown. Because everywhere he was hitting mm. was, like, every. I mean, I know you're not, like, super familiar with the geography of L.A., but, like, downtown is, like, all these things were, like, kind of, like, it's, like, spokes on a wheel, right? Like, because in this town, you're not getting, you're not going from, like, downtown to, like, Santa Monica all the way to the beach. Like, you're going to, like, little spokes from True. downtown. Anyways, and I just love, I mean, I don't think I'm spoiling anything because, like, this is a very famous case, but... And I just love, like, the citizens, like, uniting, like, against him. Like, that just, like, makes my heart, like, I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna cry. They were like, no, F you, man. Like, you've been terrorizing this town. Like, yeah. we're taking you down. I just love it. True. It's, like, yeah. the best. So, that was a really good one. Uh, that was, that a was good so watch. good. I feel like the music they played was good. Like, the reenactments they had. You know, just, like, the little vignettes were good. They weren't, like, cheesy. They were very well done. And, yeah, it was – and I think Tim and I always, like, watching things that are set, like, in L.A. Because, mm. like, you get a lot of – the good ones, I feel like, give you L.A. history as well. And they, like, kind of, like, tell you about things. Like, one that was not on the list, but I would also highly recommend is the O.J. one. Um, have you watched that? Yeah. That one was insanely good. I don't know what it's called. Just the O.J. one that came out, like, I don't know, probably, like, five years – four or five years ago. But it doesn't just talk about the OJ case. It talks about, like, 
you know, the racial stuff that was happening, like everything in LA that was happening with that, and just like super interesting. So that's just a side tangent. If you've not watched that one, highly recommend that one as well. And The Night Stalker on Netflix. Speaking of downtown LA, I guess the other big one that's like somewhat recently dropped mm-hmm. that's like centered in downtown LA is the one about the Hotel Cecil, which did actually also have a lot of LA history in it. It did. That was, I think, yeah, I mean, that's a case that has been around for a while. Yeah. If, you, if you're if you a true crime fan at all, you've heard of that one. Well, and that's how you know, like, kind of the interesting of like what stays in the U.S. and make what makes it out of the U.S. because that was something where I was like, I know this, but mm-hmm. Jack had no clue about any of it. Except for yeah. we had watched an episode of, on BuzzFeed, the Unsolved Mysteries with, mm-hmm. like, Ryan Bergar and Shane Madej, and um, I think they did an episode on it, and that was the only reason he had ever heard of it before. I have a very serious question. Um, would Jack have called it the Hotel Cecil? I don't know. That's a good like, question. I feel like the foreign people, like, that were traveling there, they had a documentary, kept calling it Cecil, and Tim was like, is it Cecil or Cecil? I was like, well, it's Cecil, but I think <laughs> foreign people just say that word as Cecil. <laughs> Maybe. But what's crazy is that... Um, so, for those who don't know, there's this hotel in downtown LA that's, like, just notorious. It's kind of infamous for just lots of stuff has happened there. There's been suicides, there's been murders, it's just, like, not... In downtown LA, again, for anyone who's not an LA native, is, um, let's just say has had its ups and downs. Mm. Like, it used to be thriving, you know, obviously it was the downtown of the city, right. there were trolley cars, it was... Where the train is, people coming you know, in... Yeah, exactly. It's like the it's and, the entrance port, you know, to LA. And then um it went steadily downhill and for like a while, like there's a scene in Buffy, the vampire slayer, that I think there's some scene where she like goes to LA and it like looks like it's like or she goes somewhere where it's like looks like apocalypse has happened outside. That was filmed in downtown LA in like the nineties. Um and they didn't have to really like you know, there'd be like bonfires burning like the middle of the street like it was not a good place to be and it has uh more recently gone under gentrification basically so you know people have come in it's you know it's cool it's cool to be down there now but anyway so just a little history for you but there's this hotel and i used to work downtown um about maybe like two blocks away from it so if you watch the documentary they're talking about skid row and all those things i was like oh yeah oh yeah downtown LA is the type of place where like you walk on one street it's fine You go one street over, you're like, nope, I gotta go back. Like, not Mm. a good place for me to be. Um, So anyways, Infamous Hotel. The story that this documentary centers around is um, a girl who died, went missing there. And the circumstances around that. And yeah, it's just just sad, honestly, that one. Yeah, a very sad case. But there's, like, mysterious footage of her, like, on this elevator that, like, causes, like, this whole internet... Yeah, I feel like it's one of the early, like, internet sleuthings of, like you were saying, women banding together using social media. I feel like this one talked, spent a lot of time in the, like, later episodes talking about how there were these, you know, people on the internet and how they're trying to, you know, figure it out and find out what's happening. And some of them were okay and some of them were creepy as hell. Oh, yeah. Well, we should talk about that guy. But, yeah, I think this one focused more about how, like, And I think that's what you have to be really careful about with internet sleuths is that, like, you can't just go accusing people, you know? Like, if you're going to internet sleuth, and I think there are a place for that to, like, potentially help the police because I think the police 
don't have, you know, like, they don't always have the resources to spend all this time, like, researching Mm -hmm. things. But I think you have to, like, hand over, like, there's also a podcast, I have not listened to it, but it's called Murder Squad, and it has Paul Holes, who is part of the Golden State Killer case, he's, like, the, one of the um, forensic people on there, and this other guy, and they're trying to harness sleuths, but, like, to help solve cases, but they have, like, rules, you know, like, you can't go accuse someone, like, sure. And I think that's what this talks a lot about because there are a lot of people that had their lives ruined because True. people thought they were involved in this case. My real question from the the show is why did that woman stay on as the general manager of that hotel yes. for 10 years? Seriously. Seriously. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 100%. And I actually thought some of the things they did were smart. Like they tried to split up the hotel and create like a new one. But then, if you have joint elevators, yeah. like, that plan does not work. But, yeah, I couldn't believe that lady. when she, I was like, and some of the maintenance people, I'd be like, if I'm finding dead bodies in a room more than once, um, I'm out. There's gotta be some other job out there. Mystifying. Ugh. I don't know how she did it. But also, I think to your point, the people that went to stay, like, the foreign people, you're like, did you do a Google review? <laughs> did you do a Google search? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I realize it was like 2013, but still. Still. In 2013, you could have uh, done any researching. It got to the point, the first bit, we were like, why are they interviewing this random Danish couple? Like, this is so random. And then eventually it made sense. We were just like, who are these people? Why why are they interviewing them? And why did they stay at the Hotel Cecil? That got this, like, insane deal. FYI, if you're getting an insane deal to stay in LA, there's a reason for that. (laughs) But yeah, they, and then they were like, we got there. And I was like, first of all, did you not do any review, look into the hotel you were staying at to see reviews? Yeah. Even if they were staying at the fake, not yeah. the fake one, but like the, you know. After they had rebranded. Quote, unquote, yeah. Rebranded one. Like there would have been reviews. And then like you look at the neighborhood and you're like, mm, uh, there would have been reviews about the neighborhood, even if the hotel was nice. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Couldn't believe that. And then the guy, okay, there was a really creepy guy. In this one that was an internet sleuth that was like obsessed with the girl that went missing just immediately was giving me like such skeevy vibes i like was uncomfortable yeah he was watching it it was weird let's just say he had someone go to this girl's gravesite in canada and like film it and touch the gravesite and it's like what weird just yeah so weird just so uncomfortable and like skeevy and i'm like just leave this poor family alone. Just leave them alone. Yeah. So would you recommend this as a watch for people or? I think I would. It was still interesting. And I think yeah, the point you made about, um, you know, internet sluice and. Yes. The heed for caution, I think is definitely true. So I think that's a good reason to watch as well. Speaking of internet sluice, we didn't have this on our list, but have you watched the one that's don't F with cats? No, I refuse to watch it. Yeah, it's. So I didn't watch it for a long time, but we did watch it. And it's really more about the internet sleuth Mm. community. And that was one of those other ones that, like, I had heard about this case through my favorite murder, but didn't realize it until we started watching it. And Mm. I was like, hmm, things are, like, seeping (laughs) into my my memory banks. I feel like I watched the trailer and, like, read some things about it. And then I was like, okay, not for me. But that aspect would be all right. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was, it was okay. That one was like a, eh, it's okay. 
Um, but I just made me think of it because it was like a lot about internet sleuths mm. and, but some of the things they do are like impressive. You know, they're like, they're like, oh, that's smart. And you're like, why aren't the police doing this though? Like that's, <laughs> I think that's the, anyways. Um, okay. What's next on the list? Oh, is it time for, for maybe special guest? For, or should, we, or should we save that to the end? Should we save him to the end? Let me go see if I'll see if we can bring him in. Okay. <laughs> Um, so the next one we're going to talk about is, what was it called? Is it just called Ripper or is it called The Ripper? This is another time I don't really I don't know, know the actual name of <laughs> the thing. I need you to Google it. You're a Googler. No, I think it's The Ripper. So, to this is a case set in England. We don't have many of those on this show. So Sarah, I'll let you introduce our special guest to talk about this. Yeah, so for our first ever live guest... Live guests. On the show because they are my husband, and so they <laughs> live in the same apartment as me, it is my husband Jack, because he's from Yorkshire. Yay! Hello everyone. <laughs> ah yes, I'm the uh, subject matter expert. Sarah, you need to insert some like, you need to insert like some <laughs> British music or something. Spice Girls. Jack. <laughs> exactly, Spice Girls. Not the national anthem, Spice Girls. <laughs> So I'll let you guys lead the discussion about Ripper. And I think Jack and I discovered a couple years ago our, our mutual love of true crime. I think Definitely. we were just like randomly going back and forth like, have you watched this one? Have you watched this one? <laughs> and I think, Sarah, you were like, since when what? are you guys? <laughs> I didn't know you were so into true crime. So uh, I guess I can introduce it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is a fairly infamous case in the region of England where I'm from, uh, Yorkshire. Uh, about a serial killer that uh, was active, I think, in the 70s. I think so, yeah. I think it was the mid-70s, from memory. Active in the Yorkshire area and also slightly south of that in Manchester. And it dominated the headlines, the news, for many years. And it was a really big case, and it's still talked about a lot today, uh, which is, kind of, as I say, it's where I'm from, so a lot of people talk about it still. And it's still one of the biggest um, serial killer cases in the whole of the UK. It's kind of up there with uh, Jack the Ripper, mm. which is where this serial killer kind of got his name from, is the reference to that uh, 19th yeah. century killer in London. Uh, and because it, there were a lot of parallels with that case, uh, that he kind of got uh, given that nickname by the by the media. And the case basically surrounded the whole of the UK for, for that time. And there were even, uh, I don't want to give too much away in terms <laughs> of spoilers, but there were even things like hoaxes that went along with it. Uh, which kind of grew the story even more and it's kind of it's infamy and it's law grew uh, because of not only just the cases but everything else around that yeah earlier we were talking about you know like with the night stalker and the hotel cecil cases where those are ones that kind of people in the u.s know about them but not so much people in the uk like until we had watched buzzfeed unsolved about elisa lamb and hotel cecil you were like i've never heard of this so I feel like the Yorkshire Ripper is something I'd never heard of. Yeah, totally. I was just thinking, I'm like, Jack, how how much does American true crime permeate into your guys' like, consciousness, do you think? Uh, very little. So I found that of the documentaries that uh, we watched together, I'm pretty unfamiliar with all of them. I, I basically haven't heard about these individual cases. Got it. So we're not like the only self we're not just the only self-centered ones. We're like, this is all about, <laughs> it's all about us. Well, it's kind of like, uh, what was that recent movie with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio? And it was like a somewhat retelling of 
Oh, um, the Manson. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yes. I was like, I can't think of it. And so I felt like that whole thing. I was like, there, there's a reason why this makes sense to me as an American, but I don't think Jack would have that frame of reference hmm. for like, oh, this like alternate ending. That's not what really happened to Sharon Tate, but yeah, totally. So yeah, it's like the the true crime doesn't make it over. Yeah, I'd never heard of the Yorkshire Ripper at all, but it was pretty insane how long it went on for and just like kind of the police force and how much they screwed things up along the way yeah i mean that could be said for a lot of the ones we're watching as well is Mm -hmm. uh, yeah no of course that happens a lot of times that's not just their police force but But, uh, i agree definitely expose a lot of things about the uk policing that needed to change uh, I remember one of the big things in the documentary was, I think they called it The Wheel or something like that. It was basically a huge amount of filing that mm. went in. And as any anything at all that they got, got written down on paper, got put into this thing and got processed. And it just became this huge, unwieldy, yeah. uh, very inefficient thing. And they all, so they're just getting like hundreds of tip calls. Or yeah. I feel like another part of it was once he... Because it kind of started, he was like in the Leeds area, mm. and then there was like a murder that happened in Manchester, and they're like, it can't possibly be the same guy, and it's because like the highways were so new, and this is the 70s, like, so the, you know, highways between towns that are not that far apart from like American standpoint, but it just were so new, so the police were like, no, there's no way, it can't be the same person, they can't have driven to the next town, like, that's so crazy. Yeah, I think it's funny when we, when I watch... We were watching that, Tim and I, and they're like, it was so far. And I'm like... It's about a two-hour drive. Like, we have killers that are, like, <laughs> driving from, like, Los Angeles to, like, San Francisco. I'm like, okay. Yeah, not that far. It's, like, 20 minutes away. I'm like, uh, it's not that far. <laughs> so, but I think a big part of it that I found interesting, and I think this is the case probably in a lot of um, murders in the 70s and 80s and in America, too, is, like, the the aspect of women and how it's like everyone's like against not against but like there's this um discrimination against sex workers mm-hmm. and how it's like well if you're doing that then like you you're asking for it and i'm like uh no first of all that's a good point and also i think the fact that you know it was like women you have to stay home to keep yourself safe mm-hmm. and it's like oh could we just maybe have men not attacking women that'd be great too which still is relevant yeah, yeah, still is relevant. Unfortunately. Yes. There's actually a case right at the moment where the same yeah. issue is coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah. yeah, so unfortunately things have not changed as much as we would like to say. But So Jack, were your parents uh, living in the area at the time that this was happening? Like, what was, what was the situation? Were they married? Was your mom single at the time? Do you uh, know? I, they were definitely living in the area, uh, I think. They were married at this point. I don't know how old are you, my minus. I can't remember. Yeah, it's a quiz. He never knows the answers to my questions when I'm like. (laughs) They probably wouldn't have been married by this point. I think they got married in the 80s, and I think it stopped by the 80s. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think they got married early in the 80s. So, um, but I think my mum, don't think that she was single at the time, but definitely I I talked to her afterwards about it, and she did say it was a big, obviously a big thing and a big worrying yeah. thing for her because she was of roughly the age of the women he was targeting at the time mm-hmm. or the majority of the women he was targeting should i say um and therefore yeah it was it was scary. a scary thing for her yeah yeah so how far away from where you like grew up was this guy 
living or well, caught, I guess. Where he's the from? interesting thing. Yeah, exactly. A, a lot of One the, street over? Well, don't spoil it. <laughs> a, a lot of the attacks were happening in the big cities around where I live, which are probably about a 20-30 minute drive away. But when the actual guy was caught, they found he was living uh, in a town called Bingley, which is the town where I'm from. When I say town, it is really not big. So it is a matter of streets away from where I grew up. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and I believe he went to my secondary school as well. Oh, oh. fun. Yeah. So, Notable alumni. Yes. On the Wikipedia page. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Yikes. Um, so, Jack, have you ever walked by? Like, do you know what his house was? Have you ever walked by it? I'm sure I will have walked by it, but I, I didn't know until know. the do- mm-hmm. documentary exactly where uh, it was. Now you know. <laughs> now, now, yeah, now I know. <laughs> Now you're going to go on a tour. Yes. True. Probably on some creepy ghost tours, I'm sure. Yeah. So would you guys recommend watching The Ripper to anyone out there? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Like you mentioned, Elizabeth, about the aspect of how they still talked about how they framed it as like, oh, well, it's only the prostitutes that are getting murdered, so it's not a big deal. And it's like, oh, then... Once the first woman who was just like, you know, everyday, quote unquote, everyday young girl was killed, then it's like, oh my God, it's just like crazy that it's, they were just so willing to just throw away these women. I mean, it was just frustrating because it's like, no, that it's not because he hates sex workers. It's because they're easy. I mean, it's like they're in vulnerable positions, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they're like easy to, you know, like take and like, you know, people don't care about that, you know, like. For sure. Clearly, the police don't care about them, so... Yeah, they don't have that the social safety net. Exactly. Um, so, Jack, before we let you leave, um, <laughs> are there any other true... What, what's, like... You don't have to have, like, favorites, because I'm putting you on the spot, but are there any true crime shows that you think are, like... I mean, some are better than the others. Do you have any that you would, like, recommend? True. You've watched more than me, so... Yeah. What have been some of your highlights? I think... I can't name any particular one, unfortunately, but I would say the ones that don't have too much padding are my favourites. Mm-hmm. There's so many of them that turn about an hour or an hour and a half's worth of material into five hours, and uh, finding the ones that, that keep it keep it brief and uh, don't just have lots of people saying very obvious things uh, mm-hmm. would probably be my favourites. Uh, going back to the your previous question, actually, whether it's worth watching this one, I would definitely recommend it for uh, any UK listeners because I think it's a, a very interesting look back to the 70s and how different things are now, both culturally and in terms of policing. Um, I also think it's very interesting for our international listeners because it's not often that you would potentially get something like this out of the UK. There are actually very few of these kinds of true crime documentary series. The other one of note is probably the Madeleine McCann one mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. about a young girl who disappeared in Portugal but her and her family were British. And those are kind of, These are kind of the two biggest crime stories in, in recent UK history. So it's interesting from that respect to see how it's different to the US ones. Uh, and also there are some fantastic Yorkshire accents in there. <laughs> and uh, I've, had, I've had a lot of Americans tell me I'm quite difficult to understand. Well, I challenge them on those yeah. Yorkshire accents. I think we were watching it and I was like, do these people sound like Jack? Yeah, we've been down in the South for long enough that it's uh, much clearer. And um... yeah, This is this is my telephone voice. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, we'll just, uh, rec- captions recommended. But they do add subtitles to some of the like older women. Some of the people they added subtitles to, I was like, is this really needed? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if this is really needed. And, and definitely not as strong as like Dairy Girls. I was like, for that, I definitely need subtitles. 
No, no, no. You definitely need subtitles for that. But, Jack, do you feel like there's just not as many murders or, like, things happening? Or do you feel like it's just, like, the, there aren't as big of the stories that are getting told in these documentaries compared to, like, say, America? I would say it's probably the former. I'd say there's not, we don't have that many big crime things uh, comparatively, thankfully, I've got to say. Um, Mm. I think mainly it's just because we've got a smaller population, I would guess. But also it's obviously much harder to get firearms over here, so that uh, Mm. helps considerably. And we've had CCTV very prevalent for a long time, so it's also quite a lot difficult to get away with things, especially in town and city centres. Um, yeah, I could probably count on my hands the number of serial killers I can remember in my lifetime. Yeah, so not um, as many like long, drawn out, you know, mm. decades long yeah, mm. manhunts. Well, thankfully, I think it's a lot harder for that to happen now than it was in like, you know, the 70s, mm. 80s, 90s. But, There's yeah, a reason a lot sure. of these things are set in that time period, True. yeah. Yeah, exactly. True. I forgot about the CCTV. Yeah, he's being filmed everywhere you go, so like, they got you on camera. They're like, fine. Yeah. Some people are, have problems with that. I'd be like, it's fine. Now everyone has ring doorbells, too, so. True. Um, yeah, you mentioned the Madeline McCann case. And, um, yeah, that's a really good one, too, to watch. I'm sure you guys have watched that that one. Yeah, that was the biggest news story in Britain that I can ever remember. Well, apart from maybe Princess Diana. But, you know, in terms of mm. that kind of crime, that was that dominated British media for about a year. So uh, another one, if you're interested in... In UK crime, that's definitely another one I would recommend. And I think that was just a really good, like, because I didn't know too much. I mean, I knew of it, obviously, but I didn't know, like, all the details of it. And uh, that one's just heartbreaking to watch from, like, every every standpoint, I think. Um, Sarah, anything else you want your, uh, any other true crime thing you want your <laughs> husband to weigh in on? Uh, no, I don't think so. But uh, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. A plus. You did good on yeah, your first thank pod. thank you, Jack. <laughs> Part, Jack, I have a really important <laughs> I have an important question for you. Do you have any thoughts on the Harry and Meghan Oprah interview? <laughs> we still haven't watched it. So. <laughs> so I personally am not very interested in the royal family at the best of times. Uh, my thoughts on this are not really from a royal point of view, but just from more of a, an equality point of view that obviously um, it's pretty disgusting the way that she has been treated. Mm. You know, and the the lack of kind of welcoming into the family and the lack of helping support. her support uh, and obviously the British media just being horrible, which they are yeah. all of the time about many things. Race is, of course, one of those things that they are very, very... Basically, they're massively racist. And uh, it was yeah. it was very good of her and Harry to, to come out and say that bluntly because I think a lot of people dance around the issue. Yeah. And I think it needs to be said more clearly that, yes, they are racist. And uh, it was quite funny to watch the reaction in the UK from a lot of the UK press that came out and said, oh, we're not racist. And then people could just point to so many headlines that that were True. just blatantly uh, anti-Megan for no reason apart from her race. Mm. Um, yeah. And the fact she was American as well. True. That was, all, that was another Double thing. Double whammy. Yeah. This is, this is a joke, obviously. <laughs> like, this is a joke that I'm about to say. Is it worth that she's American or that she's black? In the eyes of the UK media... I'll preface that with that uh, <laughs> statement with that. In the eyes of the UK media, definitely that she was um, black. Yeah. 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 That was a joke, by the way, everyone. I obviously <laughs> realized that. But I feel like sometimes it's like, she's American? Yeah. I'm sure, no, they, for sure. they still would have had a problem with her. The fact that she was American. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they just had a, a much bigger problem. 
I mean, the, the obvious parallel is Kate Middleton and how she was, you know, the people's princess. And, right. uh, you know, a lot of the people just saying, oh, she's the new Princess Diana and all that, you know, basically 100% positive uh, coverage in any way. Mm. And with Meghan, it was 100% negative. But wasn't it negative with Kate, like, before they got married? Like, because wasn't their, cause their relationship was, like, up and down? And Yeah, like, probably a little bit. Yeah. Possibly. Maybe more from, like, a juicy relationship, you know, mm-hmm. gossip mm-hmm. frame yeah. of point versus, like, personal attacks on her, maybe, but... I mean, even they've had issues with the press. I think they won quite a big uh, privacy um, mm-hmm. legal battle with the press about them taking photos of them then on holiday and photos with the children that they didn't, uh, they'd agreed not to take. Yeah. So, you know, they haven't had it massively easy, but comparatively they've had it very easy. For know. sure. Yeah, comparatively, for sure. Right answer. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer, Jack. Do you think Prince Harry is the son of Charles or the son of this polo <laughs> player? Um, I'm just asking you all the juicy England gossip. So my sister just learned of yeah. this gossip last oh, really? week. So well, no, this this is a this is an old. I didn't know. Okay. Well, everyone says look at the hair color, and that that tells you exactly oh, everything you need to know. Could be a res- recessive gene. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The only from the person the only I'm like ginger your, royal family. But your hair when it grows out is family. a little ginger as well. I feel like there can be like sneaky gingers in your family yeah. somewhere that you don't know about like look at sarah look at um jessica or look at like yeah. on our side of the family where's that red hair come from there ain't no one with red hair i don't know it must, must be on Aunt, Aunt kathy's side because yeah our two cousins have bright red hair and i'm like where's that coming from yeah <laughs> everyone else has brown hair <laughs> see as i say i'm not much of a royalist so my honest answer is don't know don't really care uh, i think it's just like the american celebrity culture we just like they're like our royal are royals i guess so like i think we're just interested i don't know what it is but after the interview we were like those british even when i was talking to tim about this i was like they try to come for oprah tim was literally like she's our queen (laughs) she's like our queen i'm like don't come for oprah (laughs) it's very true i think it's less about the hair color more about if you google a picture of it they look very similar to me the two guys but anyways (laughs) um let's see any other England gossip? No, we learned the word ramble today. That was fun. Was well, that as into? Because I went on my Royston ramble. Oh, okay, not as in the speech ramble. More no, as in the I used ramble. that later as a pun. Yeah, that I was rambling about my ramble. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. All right. Well, Jack, unless you want to stick around and keep talking about these other ones, then we'll we'll release you. But I'll let you guys decide. Release me like I'm a captive animal. Release yeah. you into the wild. <laughs> no, I think I'll. Yes. You can go back to the Formula oh, yes. One documentary series. Yeah, if you ever want to talk about that. Yeah, I'm it's good. I like, even I watch it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if our listeners are... <laughs> it's as close as he gets to watching reality Formula TV. Formula One. <laughs> but no, I will I will go. So yeah, thank you very much for having, you, having me on the pod. Yeah, thanks, Jack, for joining. Thanks for coming in as our uh, local knowledge yeah. expert. Yeah. I think you guys need to have a segment. We need to do a segment at a future one about like funny things like american versus english things that have come up in your relationship <laughs> well i guess you, you so asked many. me earlier uh elizabeth asked me if you read the words like hotel cecil would you have said it as cecil or cecil i said cecil there's your answer there you go because there's a person's name called cecil and i believe that's how it's spelt see in america i feel like people who are named that it would be cecil yeah i think it's just a pronunciation situation there you go <laughs> Tomato, tomato. Yeah.
Yep, exactly. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, bye. All right, so which ones do we have left? All right, let's see. Um, yeah, I don't know. The other ones we have on our list are just ones I mentioned. Oh, no. The only one I think we both have also watched is American Murder, The Family Next Door. That came out this year as well. That's, again, another one kind of around social media. Yeah, so that one just... That was really hard to watch, honestly. Had you heard of that one before? I had. Um, no, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe just, like, in passing or something, like headline in the news but like i didn't know too much about that one just because it was so recent i remembered the story of like her going missing and like almost it happening in real time because it was just in like 2018 i think yeah so i don't know i won't give too much away on this one but i mean it's your typical story of a wife goes missing and then you know the husband is oh it wasn't me but fyi like it's often the husband okay yeah if you're not a true crime, like, I was thinking about this as recording this, and I was like, you know what? Here's my caveat to you, Sarah. I'm going to say this. Um, if something happens to me, I can pretty much 99% say it wasn't him, but I mean, like, don't 100% roll it out, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that was also a joke, by the way, everyone. Tim's not going to be happy when he hears that. But I mean, you just always have to look at the husband. Like, yeah, that's just the rule. Like, For sure. But, you know, I would try to leave a clue. For what happened to me so someone could like find that like decipher it decipher it so just look totally. for the clues tell the police look for clues yeah do your job and look for the clues <laughs> yeah but anyways yeah that one's a hard one to watch there's kids involved it just ugh, it just kind of sucks all around and i just never understand that okay i'm gonna spoil it but i never understand the husbands that are like i want to get a divorce and instead of doing that i'm gonna murder my wife like how is that the answer. Yeah. How did you get from that point A to point B? Like, yeah, divorces suck, but is that, <laughs> is, like, killing someone better than divorcing them? Like, I never understand that when it comes to, like, familia side. I, I just never get that reasoning. Yeah. I mean, it's because it really just doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah. So, that one, but it was good. I mean, but it was, you know, hard to watch, but that was a good one. I think those are the ones we had on the list that, like, we both watched mm-hmm. recently. I also watched, I don't know if it came out this year. Time, like, has no meaning, obviously. <laughs> so I can't really remember when it came out, but the Aaron Hernandez one is also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Have you watched that one? Uh, no. Um, That one was just interesting as well. And I feel like it kind of ties into that whole thing of, like, the OJ thing, where it's, like, are things that are happening on the football field, like, causing these changes in attitude. You're just like, where did this come from? Yeah. So, yeah. So, are there any other ones that you've watched that you would recommend? Old, new, whatever. I feel like those are all, most of the ones we watched. There is the really sad one about the young boy, um, Gabriel Fernandez. Oh, yeah, we started watching that, and we have not made it through, because it was just like, ugh, that one's hard to watch. I mean... Yeah, that one is is very hard to watch, and that was also, I knew about it before we watched it, so I think that's probably the only reason why I could watch the whole thing. Yeah, that one is just very sad all around, and it's, I mean, doubly sad in that he had been placed, I think, with his uncle, and, like, his uncle's partner, but then Mm -hmm. taken out of their home because they were a gay couple, and so it's just, like, what an injustice from all directions. Yeah, and I feel like there's some that you, like, 
have no interest in watching that I've watched, like the Jeffrey Epstein one, the Michael Jackson one. I think Michael Jackson might be on HBO, though, so maybe that was unable to watch, but... And then we just watched Allen versus Pharaoh on HBO, mm. which is all about the Woody Allen ah, okay. situation. Yeah. Which just sucks. So a couple other ones on HBO. I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is based on the book by Michelle McNamara and is all about the Golden State Killer. And that one is really good, but I would say it's like kind of part about the crime, part about michelle mcnamara and kind Mm -hmm. of like her writing the book and everything that happened with her yeah i would love to try and find a way to watch that one here for sure yeah i would recommend that one it's it's very interesting um i don't know if jack would like it because i feel like he wants he wants the facts of the case and i don't (laughs) i mean it has it but it's like less it is about the case but it's also like kind of a human story as well about her writing the book and what she was going through to kind of like do that um if you like cult stuff we didn't really talk about any occult stuff, which we both like. We should have asked Jack, does he like the cult <laughs> stuff? Because I feel like I asked you that last week, and you said he's not as into that. But he should be, because it's all good. I know. I gotta ease him into it with, like, Wild Wild Country, and then oh my God. open Wild the Wild Country. I, I mean, I also feel like Murder Among the Mormons, it's like, like they're, True. all the ones with, like, religious undertones are very similar to how cults operate as well, so. Totally. Um, yeah, so real quick, cult things, Wild Wild Country, if you haven't watched that, super interesting, crazy, I never really heard about that before, and Same. actually they did a My Favorite Murder on it, but I already watched the doc before I, like, had listened to that one. Mm. Oh, I remember, Heaven's Gate, they just came out with a documentary on HBO about Heaven's Gate, that was interesting, Nexium, The Vow, that was very big in the States when that was out this year. That one was crazy. That one was crazy. And I have so many questions about that one still, though, after watching the doc. Like, I think there was a lot of padding in that one, to yeah. Jack's point. I was like, I just want more about, because they talked a lot about the guy, but there's, like, a woman that he, like, worked with the entire time. And I was mm-hmm. like, tell me about her. What is her deal? Yeah. Like, how much does she know about, like, what was happening? I don't know. I keep trying to get my friend Jamie to watch Wild Wild Country, because, you know, she was a religious studies major, and she knows all about cults. And this one was like, I was like how have you not watched this? <laughs> Yeah, I really find the cult ones interesting. I don't know why. I find cults interesting in general. Mm. should listen to... There's a few episodes of the Be There in Five podcast. Shout out to another one of our favorite podcasters. that And she does, like, deep dives into... Does some, like, true crime stuff. And also, I mean, that's not, like, her normal thing. But she did do, like, one or two episodes deep diving into the Nexium thing. I think she similarly was like, I'm more interested in, like, how do they get these people from, like coming to this, like, leadership thing to, like, you know, from A to B, like, how does, like, the mind manipulation that happens, she's like, I want more on that, and, like, how all that works, versus, like, she's like, I don't care about the dude, like. Yeah, I feel like the cult, it always starts off okay, like, whenever you, at the beginning of these documentaries, they talk about, like, here's what we want, like, to be about, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's all, it all sounds good, it's, like, personal growth, like, or... (laughs) whatever and then he gets started to like you gotta get this person to do this thing and blah blah i'm like no i'm out anytime you get into like a salesy thing with me i'm like i'm out and it's all about like the multi it's it's basically like a multi-level marketing Uh scheme like that's what they are that's what they all are and the second i catch a whiff of that i'm out because totally i have no interest in selling anything to anyone because one i'd be really bad at it (laughs) and two that's mostly it i'd just be really bad at it exactly 
Yeah, that's why I don't work in sales. I work in support, not in sales. Someone else does the sales because I'm like, I don't care if you use our product or not, but I'll help you use it if you're a user. But like, I feel like that was, thank God I never worked on commission in a retail scenario because I would be like, I don't, I don't care. And I feel like that was one of the things that sometimes worked in my favor when I worked retail is because like, they'd be like, you gotta go up and ask them, do you help? Do you need this? This I literally would ask them one time. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, if you need anything, just let me know. And then, like, yeah. sometimes people would like that, and they'd come back to me. Once they already have three things, be like, oh, can I start a fitting room for you? Yeah. And it's like, that's it. And then you're just like, just the light touches. And then, yeah, no commission for sure. Because it was just like, I, I would be if, terrible if someone's that. like, uh, do you like, like, did they, how do these look? I'm like, I'm going to be honest. So <laughs> I don't care if you buy these jeans or not. Like, Because <laughs> I would be like, look. The only reason I care that you're buying this is because, like, that's the only way I make money. But ultimately, like, I don't really care if you buy this or not. Like, yeah. do you? So I would be bad at that. So I guess the problem is I just, I couldn't be in a cult because I just, they would want me to sell things to people. Even ideas. I'd be like, no. <laughs> I think like people should just do what they want to do. Like, I don't care enough. Well, any other true crime things we want to shout out? This was our true crime rundown. No, I think that's kind of all the big ones from the last few years that are at least on Netflix for sure. Um, cool. All right. Well, I think that's everything for a true crime recap. Yeah, I think that's our full rundown for at least, I feel like most of them have dropped within the last year. There's a few that are a few years older. Yeah, a few older ones. It's like they were not originally on Netflix, so it's like now they're on Netflix, so it's easier to watch them. Um, so yeah, that's our little rundown if you enjoyed that and you want us to do that again in the future after we let some time pass let some new ones drop or maybe we do one just only about cults cool yeah we could we need jack to watch some of them though we need more (laughs) some more insight yeah husband perspective see i think jack is a willing i think tim now is a willing participant in my true crime but at first i think he was not super willing but now he's just like i think i've just like conditioned him it's like stockholm syndrome i've just been like we're watching this now if you want to watch tv with me this is what we're watching (laughs) and i think jack is more of a willing participant in your in the true crime oh yeah he's usually the driver the driver he's the driver let's watch this one except for the like the keepers because i wanted to watch that because i feel like that told me about it that's kind of a difference in the dynamics i feel like it's usually just like for whatever reason, I feel like it's usually the woman in the relationship that's <laughs> like driving the true crime watching. So for you guys, it's reverse, but you know. Yeah, I still enjoy them. I mean, I grew up watching, I would watch like Dateline every Friday sure. in 2020 and stuff. Of so course. I would be watching them. But I think uh, sometimes as an adult, I just want to watch like 20 minute comedies <laughs> and like not have to pay attention. But when we need something that's like, we were like, ooh, we want to watch something like really engaging and interesting, then we turn to true crime. I mean, as I've mentioned before, it's for me, it's either murder or, like, Shit's Creek. Yeah. Or, like, murder or, like, New Girl <laughs> or, like, murder or, like, Parks and Rec. Like, there's no, there's not really an in-between for me right now. Yeah, definitely not. Um, but yeah, I just want to say that we've had a couple comments recently that have said, like, listening to our podcast is, like, listening to a convo with friends. Like, being part of the, conver- you know, having having to sit down with friends. And that's what we wanted to feel like. So we thank you all for listening um and you know joining in you're one of our friends you're in the convo with us and you know just we'd love if you guys are enjoying what you're listening to share with a friend um and let them join the convo be like hey you're part of this too (laughs) so thanks for listening and we'll see y'all next week Bye. bye 
If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at myfavoritesisterpod or shoot us an email at myfavoritesisterpod at gmail.com. Bye! Bye.